Ooh, I'm a ghost. <laughs> I thought you were going to start singing the Righteous Brothers. Song. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, my, my love, <laughs> my darling. <laughs> this is the shittiest, scary movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and see if they're any good. My it, name is DJ. This is the ghost of Dames and Doppler. In fact, I'm dead. Mm. It feels like just seconds ago we were recording this. Yeah, so just so you know where we're at, our headspace <laughs> as your, uh, your hosts of this podcast, uh, we already recorded this intro and someone, I'm not going to name names. Who can say who hits it was the our, record button? Our technology director donald donald uh, yeah uh i didn't record damon's part so i was pretending there was a third person named donald yeah well <sighs> kind of ruined it kind of brought it on yourself there i mean he did good nice. save people uh, often confuse themselves with other people <laughs> so uh we're gonna try to just capture that magic uh that we just recorded a second ago when we were recounting ghost and our memories of it. So we are talking about Ghost. This is a whoopee trifecta. We're going to continue yeah. whoopee month. Whoopee month. Now, uh, we've done Sister Act 1. Yep. Sister Act 2. Yep. Ghost. Next week, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Uh-huh. Week after that, Theodore Rex. <laughs> week after that, The Accountant? Oh. Or The Executive? The accountant, there was like, a with, shitty number. Like she took ben her Affleck? momentum from Sister Act Two and was like, "I'm going to put it into a lot of projects where I'm in whiteface for some reason." Oh, is that the Ted Danson dating era? <sighs> no, but that one's called Made in America. There's another classic whoop whoop joint we could watch. Yeah, well, we definitely will. That's oh yeah, the right memories out. are just flooding out of me now. <laughs> uh, so. Ghost is, uh, would you say this is peak Swayze? Funny you should use that terminology. Yeah. Yes, I would. (laughs) Yes, I would consider it peak Swayze. Thanks for asking. I would say that, just to recap maybe thoughts we had earlier, I would say (laughs) that Dirty Dancing is ingenue Swayze, and this is peak Swayze. Sure. Uh, And then Three Wishes is the downfall of Swayze. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Saw in the theater. I couldn't tell you why. Where does Havana Nights fall? Now, that doesn't involve Swayze, does it? Mm -hmm. No. I don't know. Or does his ghost appear in it? He's actually dead, guys. Show some fucking respect. Oh, yeah. God. What we find out now is that Ghost was actually a premonition of things to come, and that somehow the director knew that one day Patrick Swayze would be dead. Wow. Prescient. It is kind of creepy that of all the people who actually died in this movie... At the time of this recording. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. but And I mean, he plays a ghost in the film. I mean, Bill Cosby made Ghost Dad, and that motherfucker's still around. Oh. Uh, you like that motherfucker? No, we can, yeah. That's good. Um, I didn't mean to do that, but sure. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, Swayze. We've got Demi Moore. We got Whoop. We got Whoop. We got... Uh, President uh, Sterling. I don't watch Scandal. Whatever his name is. Oh, okay. I've never seen that show, so I trust you. 
to keep it. It sounds scandalous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, as I recall it, they're a, a Swayze and Demi Moore are a, are a young couple. Uh, yuppies. Let's just call them fucking yuppies. yuppies. She's an artist or something. Ugh, they always have jobs no one believes for a second. She's an artist and he works at a bank. Have you ever seen someone who works at a bank and you're like, wow, this must be how the other half lives. He must work out. <laughs> he must be Patrick Swayze. And Demi Moore is always in like uh, My Little Buddy costume or something. She's fucking dressed like a little rascal throughout this whole fucking movie. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's going to be exaggerated, your memory of it. She's uh, got alfalfa's hair. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have the, She's the got main the, point the of the it. She's got the Mo Howard look going yeah. on. But if Mo Howard was like a sexually you attractive woman. Demi Moore in Ghost Alone because... <laughs> Rawr. She got um, that cat sound. Uh, she's got that one tear coming down. Mm. This is where she the- trained for weeks for that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, as I, as I recall, he works at some sort of bank, and then uh, he they're out, and he they get mugged, and he gets shot and killed. Yeah, uh, but it turns out through the series of events of the film, unfortunate events, he actually count all off is out to steal yeah. their fortune. He actually was murdered, like uh, intentionally, by his buddy at the bank who was trying to blah blah blah. I don't know why, um, but that comes about. Sam, his name is Sam because I remember Sam, yeah. he writes that name Sam over wheat. and over and over. Wheat, wheat is it wheat? I don't know, but um, I remember he writes Sam, 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 Sam over and over on the computer. Yeah. After he learns from you know melted clown in yes. the subway, he's a ghost. How to touch point. things? Yeah. he's the ghost, but not with the most. Not yet. Yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he is the ghost with the most chiseled Babe. abs. Um, Do we see abs in this movie? Probably. I feel like this is pre abs technology. Like we were still going for chest when this movie came. Mm. Uh. Yeah, so he becomes a ghost, uh, and then at some point <laughs> mm-hmm. encounters Whoopi Goldberg, who is actually, she's a, a psychic, but she's not a real, like, she's swindling her, her a clients. A faux medium, a medium. Can you imagine a world? Uh, <laughs> Where someone is pretending to be able to talk to the dead for money! But it, This show is brought to you by John Edward, <laughs> who's going to be at the Ryman this month. But in, instead, she can act, she actually can hear him, and uh, it's, uh, it freaks her out. But eventually, she becomes the conduit through which he speaks to Demi Moore. The conduit with the most. <laughs> the conduit the most. That was the original subtitle of this movie. <laughs> uh, all her jokes are like really lazy punchlines. Ah, like, uh, Whoopi, you got the idea. Um, so eventually, they solve the case, and he gets to go to heaven There's or There's a very shit. Scooby-Doo vibe, I feel like. Yeah. I would have gotten away with it, too. Yeah. I think Whoopi says that at some point. I get the feeling that someone was like, what if someone was in love beyond the grave? And the executive's like, yeah, write it up. And he's like, shit, that's not really much of a it's movie. It's the greatest love Being story. Being in love isn't anything. we got to come up with a bank heist story or something. <laughs> um, I will say... I have a feeling I'm not going to like anyone in this movie except for Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I, the only th- parts of this movie that I do remember are Whoopi Goldberg parts. Like her scene yeah. at the bank when they, I believe part of the heist is there's a, f- a bank account under a false identity. And Patrick Swayze convinces uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character to go and withdraw the entire account that's under this fake name. Pretend to be this fake person. Um and uh, Whoopi Goldberg delivers a tour de force mm. in that scene. 
Uh, and of course the uh, Molly, you and Danger Girl. Oh yeah, because she as as any gay person with access to gifts could tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, because at some point she's speaking for Patrick Swayze and trying to convince Demi Moore's character that she's uh, that he you know she, he's speaking to her and then but she keeps changing what he's saying. So he's saying exactly say exactly what I'm saying. He's <laughs> like you're in danger, and she's like you in danger, girl. Right. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I have, I, I am maybe setting myself up for a fall because I, I have, uh, I do remember liking this movie, uh, but it is a bit of like, there might be a little, the plot might be a little loose, but you know, it's a, it's a movie about a ghost. So, um, this is actually a very uh, iconic movie. Like at the time that it came out, like, you know, the, the scene of them at the, spinning wheel the potter's of wheel yeah and they're they're like yeah doing it in the clay or whatever which is really gross um and then uh other scenes i guess i'm trying to think of the if there's more other iconic scenes i mean honestly that's about it yeah. i feel like that's the with righteous I mean, brothers that, unchained melanie obviously right. playing um i mean i feel like that was really used in the trailers and that became the iconic moment yeah from this movie so you know great <laughs> Ghosts. So, if you want to get dirty uh, with your dead, no, he now, wasn't dead at the time. No, he was living. He was yeah. living when he was f- fucking that girl covered in clay. I guess. Uh, just Come gonna on, get guys. An infection. Like, just, uh, that just seems like no. Yeah. No. It's like my feeling when it happens when I wa- when I listen to rap music and when I watch. What? Hold on. Wait until I get to the predicate of the sentence. <laughs> When I listen to rap music or watch porn, I'm just like, you know, this is all fun in theory, but I don't think I'd actually want to do this. You got champagne all up in your crack. <laughs> Take your high heels off. That seems uncomfortable. Yeah. Why am I watching women in porn? I don't know. Let's be honest. I no. bet, do you watch that more than you watch rap videos? <laughs> Honestly, I can't say for the record, I watch straight porn more than I watch rap videos. Okay. All right. What uh, of it? I guess uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> Judge ye not, DJ. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, probably me too. Um, so uh, we caught a uh, ghost <laughs> on uh, DVR. Oh, was that a Ghostbusters? I guess. Like, I don't know. A Scooby-Doo type deal? Uh, what so, if the Scooby-Doo gang right at the end? What if Jerry Zucker? I should mention this is directed by Jerry Zucker, who uh, you know is one half of the Zucker brothers directed Airplane and Naked Gun and what have you. Right. Um, so what if it was all an elaborate, like at the end, Shaggy and Scoob come out and like, you know, pull the mask off someone. <laughs> gotten away with it too. Way to go, Scoob! And then, you know, <laughs> Sam Goldwyn was like, ah, why I oughta. That'd have been great. Maybe it did happen. We just forgot. Maybe it was like a clue thing where there was an alternate ending. If you went into one yeah. theater, you got a legitimate ending, and the other theater was just like a piece of shit. <laughs> I uh, suddenly want to become a film director now just, just so for you can do this that. <laughs> one thing. So you can do this really obnoxious, like just trolly Terrible thing. idea. Um, so we're going to watch the movie. Uh, we'll be back in a second to give you our uh, post-movie thoughts. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who is that? I don't know. Let's just go. All right. We'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need anything while we're gone? I can grab you a Coke <laughs> or something. <laughs> Shut up, Damon. <laughs> 
DJ? Yes. Have da- you ever? Li- oh, Damon, I didn't see you there. Have you ever liked anything? A few things here. Have and there. you ever given money to things you've liked? Given money to the things? Uh, I'm starting to sort of flail here, so I'm just going to say yes. Sure, I've given money to things. Well, maybe if you like our podcast. (laughs) uh, If you like our podcast, maybe you'd want to donate money to help us keep going. Oh, yeah, sure. How would I do that? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) You can go to... Double check me on this. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Yeah. What Uh, what happens there? What do I do there? There you can donate money. Uh, Do I give, what, like a a, a dollar per word? How does that work? No. I know what you're thinking. You're like, do I drive up to the Patreon offices with a sack full of money with a dollar sign on it? Yeah. And I just hand them over and say, your inner child is an idiot and drive away? No. Do I flip a thick gold coin (laughs) into the air? Towards my favorite podcast. Towards uh, a Dickensian orphan nearby. <laughs> no, you don't do that either. What you will do. You have no idea how is this works, you? <laughs> But I'm going to wing it. You're going to donate money per episode. Yeah. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Um, so if you want to give a dollar, five dollars. A million dollars? Just three of the dollar options we offer. Oh, yeah. If you want us to uh, list your name in the credits of the episode in the show notes, or uh, you want us to say your name at the end credits of each episode, uh, you just give a little bit more. If you want to give a little more than that, we'll do... uh, Exclusive drawings for each episode, uh, and I say we, meaning Damon, will do that. DJ um, might do some. Uh, I don't you don't want my drawings, but uh, I might uh, do do some songs. Maybe uh, um, exclusive for each episode. Um, we'll do uh, more and more stuff. The the higher you go in donation level. So yeah, head over to patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. And we are back to the <laughs> show. And we are continuing the show. That. Why did I do two oh, you words? Too. You ruined that great bit that we were doing. I'm we, a monster. We watched that was going to be a really good payoff, but now the people will never know because yeah. I ruined it. I was just going to say the every time <laughs> it came back to me. <laughs> I make you do the creative words. You're just into direct articles. That's just you. Yeah. Um, so we just watched Ghost. Uh, we actually couldn't watch it on the DBI recorded, but it turns out it's on Amazon, which is great. Uh, the so trick can... to recording a movie is to start at the beginning rather than, <laughs> you know, say 45 minutes into the movie. Which is what we had recorded. Just Whoops. a little tip from me to you, the listener. Whoopies a daisy. Whoopsie. Whoopie. Daisy. So, uh, do you want to motor us through this uh, plot real quick so we can recap it, just in case you get, didn't get to watch along with us? Sam Patrick Wheat. Swayze. Yes. Wheat. He is a Wall Street banker. He's got a pretty sweet gig. He's obviously raking in the dough. He's raking in dough where he has a sweet apartment with his mm, definitely an adult uh, girlfriend, <laughs> uh, Demi Moore, uh, and his best bud in the world who would never double cross him. They just seem. Thick as thieves. They're just Uh, buds. Him and Carl work at the Wall Street Bank together. One day... uh, Security Bank and Trust. (laughs) One day Sam and Molly are coming back from the Bell 
play. Mm-mm. Macbeth. Shakespeare. Yeah. Macbeth. Would have been better that it was Hamlet because there's a ghost who helps someone oh. solve a crime. What happens in Macbeth? I don't remember. There's a p- bunch of people get murdered. Well, I mean, that happens at this. Well, I guess just one really is murdered. Macbeth is Shakespeare's murderiest play. And that's the one that 10 Things I Hate About You is based on, right? No, that is The Taming of the Shrew. No, I'm pretty sure that's Watership Down. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway, they're walking back from the uh, Shakespeare Festival. And uh, they get they get uh, they get uh, mugged by a man named Willie Lopez. They get the the Bruce Wayne's parents. T- <laughs> they do uh, from the Monarch Theater. They had just seen Zorro, and uh, Willie Lopez uh, uh, robs attempts to rob Sam. Give me your wallet. Give me your wallet. Yeah, and uh, shoots Sam in the process. Yeah, Sam, killing Sam struggles. Him. He he like tries to fight him off. Uh, killing him, and uh, Sam becomes the titular ghost, <laughs> the eponymous ghost, um, who then, you know, just, ha- he, at first there's a white light that he could go into, but he decides against it, says, not right now, I got angels. things to do. And uh, he stays with Molly, hangs around the apartment for a while, watches Molly mourn. And uh, while Molly is uh, going through his stuff, with Carl, his best friend. Uh, Carl tries to convince her to go for a walk and, you know, get her mind off of things. They go for a walk, and the minute they leave, Willie Lopez, murderer-in-chief, appears murderer-in-chief. in the apartment <clears throat> looking for something. Sam follows him back. Yep. Uh, he, that's it. Well, he follows him back. He scares... Uh, so Molly comes back, and uh, he's still Willie is still in the apartment. And so he's worried about Molly's safety, and uh, Willie's kind of starting to sneak up on right. Molly, uh, who's now in the bedroom getting changed to like take a bath or something. And uh, the, he found earlier that he could scare the cat, like the scat, the scat, scat cat. <laughs> the, DJ Scat Cat was living in the apartment. Well, you know, there there's a reason the phrase "scaredy cat" uh, exists, and it's because they can see ghosts. And they are often scaredy. So uh, he kind of stares at the cat and makes it jump away, and it jumps onto Willie's face and scratches him. You're getting too bogged down in details. I know, but that's the uh, the cat. That's why the cat in there. But that's why he left because right. the, the, he the, and he makes noise, and then Molly's like, "Are you somebody there?" And then right, he and runs so away. he follows Willie back to his apartment, where he finds out Willie's name, Willie Lopez, yeah. finds out his address, and while he's wandering around in the neighborhood. Uh, he also he overhears a phone call with Willie, who's talking to someone who's like, yeah, I couldn't get it, man. Yeah. Don't do that voice. No, that was um, good. It's actually more like this. It is a very ridiculous yeah. voice. But actually, I've seen this guy in other things, and that's like his voice. Just his voice. Okay. Um, so he's talking to someone on the phone. So it's obviously like someone hired Willie to do this thing. So it's yeah. not just like a rando mugging. Someone hired him to do this thing. Who could it be? I don't know. Mr. Jenkins at the drugstore? Maybe the guy who runs the tour guide at the haunted mine. I mean, we don't know. They're kind of suspicious. While he's in Willie's neighborhood, he stumbles upon a, a psychic, uh, you know, a storefront psychic named Oda Mae Brown, who's a charlatan. She doesn't, she can't do shit. She yeah. doesn't know. She's she doesn't hear people. anything. Yeah. She's scamming people. Um, but by an astonishing coincidence, she can hear Sam as he's like, you know, making fun of her abilities. She can hear him, and that's when he realizes this is one link. 
to, you know, the world of the living. So he convinces her that she needs to go talk to Molly and, you know, try and explain what's going on. Yeah. So he eventually does. He eventually convinces her to go talk to Molly, tell her about, tell Molly about Willie Lopez. A series of comedic uh, methods. Very charming. It's very great. Um, Molly goes to the police, explains the situation. The police are like, look, we don't have a file on Willie Lopez. Stephen but you know Root. Who we do? Detective Stephen Root. Detective in chief, Stephen yeah. Root. Yeah. I don't know why I said in chief. Uh, he's like, I don't have a file on Willie Lopez, but you know who I do have a file on? Uh-oh. Boom. Otome Brown. Boom. She pretended she was Just, in yeah. Louisiana. She was a charlatan. She pretended to be a nun for two movies. <laughs> in the future. Things happen. <laughs> Um, so then, you know, Molly loses faith in Oda Mae Brown, Mm-mm. starts to, you know, whatever. At some point, Carl comes over to Molly's apartment and they're talking. And then Carl says, he'll go check out Willie's apartment. He, oh, right. You know, yeah. And he's so, like, he's trying to reassure Molly. And Molly's like really distraught, one, because she knows this information about Willie, but also like Oda Mae's a charlatan. Yeah. So she doesn't know who to trust. And he's like, you know what? Be cool. I'm going to check things Get out. Get some sleep. I'm going to check gonna out check this one eye Willie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Straight um, to gay sex. So. And then it's just hardcore, yeah. like raw sex. And yeah. this is like, at least wear a condom. And at least like, warn me. I'm into it. But hey, I'd still like no, a, it was a heads nice. up. It, no, was it was nice. Very nicely done. It yeah. was very sensual. It was very nice. But still. Yeah. I could see why Phyllis was Just a heads it. up. Just a heads up. Uh, so uh, Carl goes over to Willie at Willie's apartment, and Sam just rides in the car, I guess. And then we can go over that in a minute. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot to cover uh, in terms the of ghost metaphysical physics. stuff. We'll have to go over. Uh, and so he sees Carl go in, and then instead of kind of confronting or sneaking around trying to figure out who Willie Lopez is, Carl just talks to the guy, and he finds out that Carl actually hired Willie to not to kill. Uh, Sam, but rather to steal his wallet because that's where there's something called a Mac code or whatever. It's something that well, Carl he has needs. this little address book that he keeps yeah. that we see early on when he's working at the bank when Sam's working at the bank, and there's some yeah some code or you know information that basically. Long story short, too late. Carl is uh, in deep into a to a drug dealer, and he needs to launder this money. And he's using Sam's code to do it, to move this money around. And uh, so earlier, he gets a hold of of that number, but he needs it again to, to do this. And so he hired Willie to steal Sam's wallet. But when they were struggling, he kills Sam. And so things are starting to spin out of control. But then at the same time, Carl's like, well, just kill Molly now. We need this. We got a lo- we've already got one body in, in the bank. Yeah. The body bank, not an actual bank. Yeah. So why not throw them all in? But he owes he owes them four million dollars. Yeah. the drug dealers, and he's going to keep eight hundred fifty thousand or something like that. There was some. There's some weird weird trick. I guess yeah. he owes them three hundred and twenty, or three point. I don't know math. <laughs> four million minus eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. The point is, I'm, I believe that's a billion. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, I was going to make a point, but now I can't remember. It's almost like I've had almost a complete bottle of wine. (laughs) It's Uh, almost like that. (laughs) So he gets instructions from the drug dealer to put the money in an account under the name Rita Miller. Hmm. Put it all in there, and then eventually the next day or something at 4.55, exactly, or 3.55, um, they'll call and they'll do the transaction and transfer it over. Right. 
Sam overhears this because he's a fucking ghost. He's everywhere. He, he's everywhere you want to be. He's like an Amex card. Yeah. Um, he goes to Rita Miller or Rita Mae Brown. <laughs> Oda Mae Brown. Oda Mae Brown. Whoopi. Uh, he goes to Radong Chong. Anyone with three names. He goes to John Wilkes Booth, gets them all in the room. Yeah. Uh, and says, I need you to do this thing. No one believes who you are, but I need you to do this thing. Get your fake IDs ready and go in as Otome Brown or go in as Rita Miller. In the meantime, Re- uh, Otome is now like the place to be. She's en courant. Yeah. If you are dead and in the tri state area of New York City, yeah. Come on down. Talk to your loved ones. At Oda All the Browns. ghosts have figured it out. Um, so she gets puts on her nicest dress and heads down to the bank definitely under the church, guise definitely church of, clothes that she yeah, puts on. Yeah. Uh, under the guise of uh, Rita Miller, she goes down and she fills out a signature card under the coaching of uh, Sam, mm-hmm. who says, "Oh, just tell her that you know you Carl Bruner opened the account over the phone, and you just need to fill out a signature card, you know, for the account." Yeah. So she does that, and then she immediately heads upstairs to close the account with this other guy, who's kind of a drunk, I guess, is the implication, who gets so wasted at parties that he can't remember what what happened. So Rita or Otome just pretends she's a long lost friend that he can't remember that he talked to at the Christmas party. Yeah, and uh, that ruse works. Mm-hmm. Except, guess who walks in? Um, Party pooper. Garfield. No. No. Molly. Ah. I was thinking like late 80s crossover, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Not my movie. Go on. Casper walks in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, two ghosts in the same room. Uh, now, we should say, at the, by this point, uh, we, we had a training man montage. With, oh, with, montage! Uh, because v- very early on, Swayze runs into this ghost on the subway who can move, who can touch things. He's like knocking paper, uh, newspapers out of people's More hands. More metaphysical questions, but yes. Breaking windows and stuff. And, and at first he's just kind of scared. And then he goes back Cause, later. Cause, because Sam can't touch anything. Yeah, he can't. He can't grab things. He can't push things. He can't do anything. Right. He can so walk through things. He, but he can't interact with the... Uh, so he... Physical environs. Mm-hmm. So at some point he goes back, uh, back and... And just sort of won't leave this guy alone until he agrees to, which is his way of getting things we've learned from this character. Uh, just, just being really forcing stubborn. people into doing things. Yeah. So he uh, now has the kind of superpower of of moving things. So that would come <laughs> knocking in. papers off of desks. Yeah. Bam, bam. Um. So she successfully closes the account. Yeah. Gets this cashier's check for four million dollars, mm-hmm. but Molly Caesar. Uh, there and uh, talks to the the banker she was talking to and she's like the, her name was Oda Mae Brown right and he's like no her name was actually Rita Miller which seems unprofessional yeah um, but he does know her I guess yeah. uh, there's not like a Hippocratic so that, oath of her <laughs> right there's not an Ebenezer Scrooge oath of <laughs> banking at this point uh, she has a four million dollar check and he tells her to get rid of it. Oh, right. The nuns. And so he, she signs it over with much hesitation to the nuns. Uh, which Donates it to a homeless shelter. Yeah. Which eventually turns into the school, which is in uh, Sister Act 2. And so. that's how they knew to place her there at the nuns. Yeah. And so he thinks she's in the clear because she's gotten rid of the money. And right. She was under a fake name and stuff. But because Molly 
ask that banker her name when Carl comes over to Molly, the apartment later. Freaking out in a fuel, like, well, we should mention, like, Carl's upstairs at the exact same time trying to make this transaction. Um, and he can't. There's the it's showing gone. no money is in the account. The account's closed. And uh, Sam does a little out. old, you know, he does a little old pumpkin, yeah. Ashton Kutcher style, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, he's trying to punk the person who murdered him, had him just killed like, for blood money. Just like Ashton Kutcher. Just like Ashton Kutcher um, had to Justin Timberlake, who had Ashton Kutcher killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. He didn't know that. Um, Friends with he, blood money uh, benefits. He pranks Carl by yeah. calling, typing in murderer into the computer, then typing his name, Sam, 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 yep. Sam, over and over and over again. Uh, freaking Carl out, who's already presumably on cocaine. So it's yep. like, oh, don't push him too far, Sam. <laughs> Sam immediately goes to Molly's apartment. like, hey, man, I'm not on drugs, but tell me everything that's going on right now. I'm really Car- sweating. Carl does. Right. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And... Um, Molly's like, no, what, what's wrong with you? You're freaking me out. Anyway, uh, Oda Mae Brown was at the bank today. What's that about? She was under a pseudonym, Rita Miller. Anything about that? Is that yeah. what you're worried about? And he's like, I gotta go right now. And then, of course, he goes with Willie to murder Rita Mae Brown. Oda Mae Brown. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Rita Mae Brown is an author. Sure. That's why I'm getting so confused. Rita Mae Brown, yeah, that's she why. writes Not cat, the wine. cat detective <laughs> mysteries. That's the thing. Look it up. Nah. All right. Just accept what I say is truth. Okay. This is the world we live in now. So, uh, Willie and Carl, the gruesome twosome, go to kill Otome Brown and her sisters while they're watching Arsenio Hall, dated. Um, <laughs> and they, they escape, and Otome goes to Molly's? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, is talking to the door. But mind you, Molly's like, hey, you're a, you're a scoundrel. Yeah. You're a scallywag. I don't trust a word you're saying. Uh, your business is built on skullduggery. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so uh, Odome has to prove herself yet again mm-hmm. by naming all these things, these things that Sam is telling her to say. Sam proves it by floating a penny, yada, yada, yada. Druggy comes in. He's like, hey, I'm on drugs right now. I need to shoot everyone. Yeah. I'm just going to run through the end. Uh, They uh, run away from He chased them around through an empty apartment. Ah, I'm going to get you. And uh, then uh, Sam starts poking at him. To scare him away from the ladies, yeah, Oda Man Molly, uh, and he throws like a hook on a rope at him. But the- I mean, it's like a ghost, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Why would you throw anything at him? It swings back towards him, hits a window that falls on uh, Carl, kills him. Oh, we missed Willie dies. Oh, at Willie's some point, dead, right? so, dead <laughs> as well. <laughs> he gets hit by a car. Well, it's a similar thing happened. Right. Sam's freaking him out at Oda May's apartment, and he runs away and gets hit by a car. So it's and un- just like with Willie, Carl gets dragged away by faceless demons. By Chris, oh. by Christopher Lloyd's character from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> anyway, but once then, all the villains are dead, yep. Heaven's like, you know what? You killed two guys? Come on, Come on Sam. Up. Come on up. And uh, he's like, okay. And uh, he goes to heaven. He's like, hey, Molly, it's great up here. I'll see you around. And she's like, okay, peace. Yes. And then the credits roll. Oh, my love. 
ghost ghost uh what stands out to you for good or ill tj um Whoopi Goldberg is amazing in this movie. That just explains her Oscar win. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, worth the price of admission. Yeah. Uh, she has so many incredible scenes. Uh, specifically, the one that you knew about, or that you remembered at the beginning of the episode, which is her withdrawing the money as Rita Miller. Opening the, or signing the signature card and closing the account. It's a very long scene, as you pointed yeah. out. It's, like it's, it's a one-act really play, good. It's a one-act, it's like a ten-minute play. It's really good, though. Yeah, and it's and she is just like it, it's not cheesy but it's really like silly it's really great yeah. and it, and it you know it advances the plot I mean, it it's very important her, to like, the plot pretending to be someone she's not yeah. pretending to like and talking like, to her, be sam. a socialite with this yeah. guy she doesn't know while sam is also like instructing her like somewhat condescendingly but also somewhat understandingly because she at one point signs her own name to something he's like <laughs> yeah. no sign the name of the person you're pretending to be yeah uh they have a good rapport the yeah two of she, them they have a great yeah. uh relationship in the film and i think it really the whole film the charm of the film rely on their relationship which is surprising because the movie is essentially about his relationship with molly yeah but the relationship i remember is his with odame brown with it's his relationship with molly is cute but boring kind of yeah like, there's two just... white people who are two beautiful people in love tell me more hollywood right? <laughs> yeah. uh and they do they painstakingly set up how kind of nice their life is going just because they're in a setting. way that i'm like you know what i can understand why carl would have them killed <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> but honestly like the the one of the the first scene of the movie is um the three of them uh carl sam and molly busting down a wall in their shirtless apartment. i was right cat sound yes um there's much ab in this movie. you're right you were, i was wrong you were, wrong. You were right i was wrong <laughs> Um, but they, they tear down a, a wall and, um, while they're, they're like imagining their dream apartment, like Sam picks up Molly and they spin in the room. And as they're spinning, you can see Carl in the background. And I wanted to be as a professional grade third wheel. <laughs> I wanted to be like, should I just kill them? Both? Head out or <laughs> have you murdered? Like, what do you want me to do? Willie, Carl here. Kill him. Kill him. Uh, Swayze's gone. Get him. Uh, you can't see me right now, but I'm putting, I'm making a line across my neck with my index finger. <laughs> Willie, this is what I want you to do. Yeah, I mean, any other highlights are like overshadowed by the whoopee highlights. Like, she's by far the best thing about this movie. And uh, the, the scene that I really liked, or the scenes, I guess it's plural, uh, that I really liked when I was younger are the kind of superhero scenes. And I understand why now, which basically is, you know, the montage of Swayze learning how to Swayze. It uh, is interesting that you called it a superhero moment when he's pushing Willie around before yeah. Willie dies. You called it a superhero moment. I never thought of it that way, but it is kind it's of got like the music. It's like a jaunty music. Yeah, he he's has learned like how to use his powers. Yeah. That wouldn't seem out of place in like a Spider-Man movie. Or yeah. Something. It's very much like that. And I, I never consciously realized that, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, I see why I like it's this. Very it's like very much like almost like an origin story. But, and that's still somewhat charming, especially when he's kind of messing with bad people. Yeah. But it's, it's not nearly as interesting or funny as the, or it's definitely not fu- as funny. It's not supposed to be funny. But yeah, I mean, it's not as Apple it's not as charming or or interesting as any of the whoopee scenes. Um, and uh, 
as far as things that were for ill, uh, there's plenty to complain about in this movie, but, but, uh, it's mostly, most of the stuff that like I I would want to hold the movie up for, like, like the graphic stuff, like the, the sort of bad graphic stuff that happens, like the cartoonish demon things that take, uh, bad guys away and the angelic angel people or whatever. It's all pretty dated. It reminded me of close encounters of the third kind. It was like, just like shadow or when he crosses over, I guess there's just like these white silhouettes, but you get, you get the idea. You get what they're trying to get across. And I didn't mind the graphics, honestly, because it's, it's not like I'm going to be like, Oh, well that's not what ghosts look like. Right. (laughs) So it was like, yeah, I mean, fine. If that's what it's going to look like when he crosses through a door or whatever, I didn't mind that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can see how it looks kind of dated in terms of computer graphics, but I mean, it was like, yeah. When there's all the, like, there's always the ghost logic, the metaphysical stuff that we were talking about where not just that he can't touch things and then he can learn how to, but also like he jumps on a train. So he jumps through the side of the train, like a, a, a subway. But he lands on the floor of the train rather than like on the track or the core of the earth. Right. Like, how, where what, does it stop? Where yeah. does the ghost bureau say, ah, 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 that one you land on, but that one you can cross through. Like, he can touch, yeah. he can go through doors, but he can sit in chairs and, he and can climb ride in cars. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit like, uh, you could sort of explain it away by just being like, well, because he can actually physically interact with the world if he understands how, yeah. because he believes that he can climb stairs, he can. You know what I mean? But that's not how... But that's not how they set it up. That's my own, like, right. like making it logical. But, I mean, he, of, if you use universe. that logic, he should be able to push that shoe when he wants right. to. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, it almost makes you realize that ghosts, as a concept, are <laughs> stupid <laughs> and uh, couldn't possibly be real. Now... I don't know, Damon. Have you some? I don't know. Let me just say, I've seen some things. <laughs> One time, I saw a picture frame move, and I couldn't explain it right away. So, I guess it's my dead grandpa trying I, to say something. I walked into this old house once, and I had a weird feeling. Wow, you know what, DJ? I trust you. I know you're not crazy. So I have to say, I conclusively believe in ghosts now. Uh, we should have a Ghost Hunters podcast. Ghosts are stupid. <laughs> like, ghosts are one of those things you think about it for 30 seconds, and you're like, oh, n- no, that can doesn't I, make any sense. Can I give you uh, another? I, I may have done this before, but I want to give you my... We may have said this, had this exact same conversation <laughs> when we watched Ghostbusters 2. I want to uh, give you my impression of a Ghost Hunters TV show. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. This is the one where the camera's like pointed up oh, at the person. Oh, yeah, I love that. Okay, ready? Who's that? <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Is it cold in here? Okay. No. Where's, no, it's the same temperature. What? Where's Robert? Oh, he's, he's right there. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't realize you had crossed behind. Uh, what do you? What do you have? What are? What are your? You know, highlights and lowlights. Tony Goldwyn shirtless. Once I saw it, there is a scene Rod. where he's putting the moves, putting the Mac down on Molly mm-hmm. in front of Sam. Now, yeah, Sam's dead. And he doesn't know he's there, but it's still rude. But he uh, he um, he does the old, hey, can I have more creamer for my coffee? And as she yeah. turns around to get the creamer, he just pours the coffee on his shirt. 
We could have at least like pretended to spill it. Um, and uh, he's like, "Oh no, I gotta get this shirt off." Yeah. And she's like, "Do you want me to throw it in the washer?" He's like, "No, it'll dry." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what we're trying to prevent." Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> stains. It's just the general concept of stains. But he's shirtless at that point, and I had like that. It was like a trigger warning, but in a good way. Where I was like, 1990 Damon's Anthopolis was honed in on this scene. I remembered it's tattooed in my brain. Yeah. But like a faded tattoo that I had to remember I had. There's some good uh, Swayze and Goldwyn oh, yeah. ab in but this. But there is that first scene where they're tearing down that wall and you see uh, Goldwyn and Swayze side by side and it's like, Swayze. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You brought a fucking spoon to a knife fight. Well, that's not fair Get to Goldwyn. Get the Goldwyn. fuck out of here. Tony, that's, come on. That's not fair to Tony Goldwyn. That's like, I mean, the god on earth that everyone knows of Tony Goldwyn. Yeah. I mean, he's you're comparing him to Patrick Swayze. Peak Swayze. And Peak Goldwyn. Well, I guess Scandal is Peak Goldwyn now. This is well, Ingenue. Yeah. Again, falling into my criteria, this is Ingenue Tony Goldwyn. Well, it's not. I mean, we're talking physical Peak. This is probably Peak Goldwyn. Oh, but, yeah. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah. Uh, what? Hold on! Moore, hold on! Yeah, Demi Moore is adorable in this. I mean, Demi Moore is I never, adorable, but she's also like take away her cuteness and like who is she? Like acting wise? I mean, character wise? Oh yeah, no. I mean, she she's dressed really... like alfalfa. She's like crying out of one eye, left, right, and center. Yeah, she's got some interesting. She's got some ducts. Yeah, on her. I don't want to. I don't want to objectify Demi Moore. But the lady's got some ducks. She and she cries out of the center of her yeah, eye. Perfect, perfect. Every time, eye. right in the center, it's kind of bizarre. Like she had her ducks surgically moved. Can we talk about that queer? Uh, I can't. It's not a climax, but I mean, it's it's that scene before the the action climax, the yeah. romantic climax of the movie is queerish. Oh, because she because uh, Sam inhabits Whoopi's body, right? And so you have this shot of Molly crying yeah. and Whoopi's hands reaching out to her, yeah, and holding her hands. Mm-hmm. And then the camera sort of pans around, you know, raises up from the hands, so you can't see the hands, and you see like Patrick Swayze leaning in, yeah. But all the time in your brain, you're like, if I were to just walk into the apartment right now, I would just see Whoopi Goldberg sure. and to me more making out, yeah. And it was like, I get, I mean, it's 1990, but I thought it was a surprisingly, like, ballsy move in 1990 to be like, we're going to have, I mean, it wouldn't seem out of place in Bound, for example. Any fans of lesbian mobster cinema in the house? Uh, I mean, it would be, it seemed... Not familiar, gotta be honest with you. Straight Men Love Bound. You should check it out if it's on HBO Sounds... 3 at some point. Okay. Um, Latino. <laughs> I don't speak HBO Spanish. HBO Ocho. Yeah. Uh, I was just, I guess I was a little impressed by, I mean, well, it doesn't take far for you to jump to, oh, these are two women I making I guess, out. but they, they don't spend, like, I never even really... I mean, it's not like, oh, hey, these are two chicks. I just want to point that out. But it was just like... As a as a probably pretty homophobic eight year old, it didn't even cross my mind. Beyond them, and like I remember her holding, the letters you wrote. <laughs> beyond her holding her their hands, it immediately switches to Swayze. I mean, what right. bold would have been if they just left it. Whoopi, I and, guess that's true. And and just let, you do the math. <laughs> yeah, you you know. That but I guess to me, it was also still you do the math. Yeah, to me, or maybe maybe it's more 
coded that I'm giving it credit for, where I guess a young lesbian girl maybe watching the movie would be like, is anyone else picking up on this we right cool now? with this? <laughs> we all cool? Mom? I guess yeah. so. All right. We're cool with lesbianism as long as one of you is inhabited <laughs> We're by cool the with lesbianism as long as one of you is a man. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess this is... What did you think in terms of final judgments? Uh, you're a child is not an idiot. Uh, I thought this held up fairly well. I mean, there's some weak points. It's not like... Uh, the most amazing movie ever, but I mean, Whoopi, like you said, worth the price of admission for me. What, what about you? I mean, I guess I would, it's tough. I feel like it's right on the line because I want to say, oh yeah, your inner child is not an idiot, but it's like, it's because incidentally it's not an idiot because this movie is good on this point that it's, I mean, it is trying to achieve, but I mean, the movie is supposed to be a romance. But I don't give two shits about these two white people. I care about Patrick Swayze, a dead guy, and this psychic woman, and they're like, I will say like this. repartee. He, Swayze struggled pretty mightily in the in, in the in dramatic the, part. Yeah, in the admittedly weird. I'm a ghost. I can't really interact with you or right. just like a scene of him. There was one early on where he's looking at his own dead body and he does this like weird <laughs> like he's gonna vomit but also like, like uh, cry. Uh, uh, uh. And I, I had to rewind it because it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and there's some other scenes like that where he's he's in a admittedly weird situation for an actor where he's like playing against nothing. I, but at the same time you know, it's his job. That's that's the movie. But I, he once he gets to interact with Whoopi, it really right. like you're like, okay, he's fine. He's not like he's just not able to carry that. Like he's not like somebody like a like Tom Hanks or whatever who like will just like can act against a cardboard box and be fine. Right. You know. Uh, I think I think Demi Moore does well with what she's given. Yeah, that's that's it's not really on her. Yeah. As an actress, I don't think. And I think Whoopi excels and steals the movie out from everyone. Yeah. Um, I think that... I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. I think Swayze struggles even in... Like, I think he's rescued by Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. In that she's just... She's got comedic timing. She's got yeah. her character down. And she's sort of able to raise him up. But when he doesn't have her around, he's just sort of like, I'm the white guy. Well, he's this... In, in that duo, he's the straight man. So she's getting right, to play exactly. off Right, exactly. So yeah. she's... Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I feel like I want to say your inner child is an idiot. Oh, we got a split decision. But I'm going to take that one act play in the middle of the movie and remove it out and say that is great. Yeah. And you should watch that one act play when it comes to your town or city or theater festival. As you know, so like the whole Rita Miller opening and closing an account, <laughs> I believe it's called. Opening for Dolores Von Cartier. <laughs> uh, when I, you know, part, one of the things I try to use for, as a judgment is like, you know, obviously we come to these movies having an ideal situation, some memory of it. Yeah. And then we kind of be like, I liked that or I didn't like that. And then you watch it again with the sort of full uh, life experience of having seen other good movies right. as, as an adult. And I think it, I think it holds up enough. To me. I mean, not to make an argument for it. If it doesn't, it doesn't for you. Like, I cared enough to, like, follow it. And, like, some of these movies that we've watched and some of the shows that we've watched where you're just like, I couldn't give 
a flying fuck about any of these people. And I didn't feel that. And it wasn't just right. Whoopi. It was enough of the story and the, like, sort of... I thought the the sort of... They did a decent job with the sort of banking intricacies yeah. without getting too far into it. Uh, like, with, a, like, a signature... What is that? I don't know what that is. You know, like... It, they, but they did it like, oh... Interest! She's a made-up person. They had to do that because she wouldn't have had a... Okay, right. that makes sense. But it was enough that uh, it was like, oh, there's some machinery here you know there's some some machinations but then not so deep that you're like what and she's still able to like carry a scene and you understand what's going on i mean i'm not saying it's bad if you want to check it out again go ahead yeah i'm just saying like in what it's trying to be I think it fails, but it incidentally works as like a buddy comedy. <laughs> what it's trying to be is a vehicle for the Righteous Brothers version. <laughs> the of Righteous Brothers Melody. were like, we're going to write this song, and 30 years from now, they're going to do a romantic action movie. <laughs> You're going to watch it. Don Righteous, my brother. One You're going to love it. One of the Righteous Brothers. Yeah. Or I don't. They're not. It's not really their name. One of the singers. No, Don Righteous and Stephen Righteous. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the singers is Bill Medley, who also sings the who male part. Who invented the medley? Who also sings the male part of? Oh, I had the time of my life. Featured in the movie Dirty Dancing, starring Jennifer Grey, <laughs> <laughs> who is in Ferris Bueller's Day Off with. Charlie Sheen, uh-huh. who was in... Get it back. Come on. Come on. Who was in Come Hot on. Shots Part 2 okay. with Lloyd Bridges, okay. who was in Airplane, that was directed by the Zucker Brothers, oh. who directed, who one half of which directed <laughs> Ghost. Wow. Coincidence? Wow. Wow. Anyway, uh, if you uh, want to check us out on Twitter... Yeah. Or on Facebook, mm-hmm. or on Instagram, uh, you can do so. Look it up yourself. But more importantly, <laughs> check us out on Patreon.com if you want to throw a little money our money. Yeah, get thee to a money our way. Uh, we have a few names we have. I have. Yeah, have we want to thank out. all of our patrons, but especially uh, Ghost in the Burbs. Amy, Joshua, and Jonathan, uh, and all our other patrons. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Ghost in the Burbs. Hey, that's that's the name. So is she saying, or he, men can be ghosts in the I burbs as she. well. I think it's a she. she. We've now done one half of her name. Do we have to do the burbs next? Is that what she's saying? Oh. What? what? You would like that. You'd I like do that love the burbs. I haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe we should do it. So, All right. Uh, Great. Yeah, I'm check it out at patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Uh, you can also email us at your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. We get those emails. Tell us what you think. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for specifying that we get those emails. Well, it's. We definitely get them, so feel free or, to send You know, them. people have responded and they're like, hey, I don't know if you check this. We're like, yeah, we do obsessively. And then uh, we just send pictures of us flicking them off. Yeah. Like, yeah, we got it. Here you go. You get this. If you have ideas on what we want us, you want us to cover next, uh, our 50th episode is coming up. Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This (laughs) This is all great. It's just crumbling at the last second. Like the Roman Empire. Oh, my home.